0: Welcome to Episode 7 of North Carolina Corn Kernels Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Heininger, Cropping System Specialist at North Carolina State University. On this podcast, we will address the increase in stock and ear diseases we are seeing currently in corn across North Carolina, and we will talk about the importance of on-time harvest to achieving maximum yield. Often called North Carolina the disease capital of the country, and for good reason. There's a disease organism in the world, we have the right climate for it. You remember what you learned about how a disease occurs? You need the presence of the disease organism, the right host in this case, of course, we're talking corn and the right environment. In North Carolina, we have the host and the climate, and if we have any saving grace, it is that we don't always have the presence of the organism. For instance, as of this podcast, we do not have the disease tar spot in North Carolina, nor do we have southern leaf rust as of this moment. This is only because these two diseases have not yet paid a visit to our state. At least not yet. And if you can see my fingers, they're crossed about right now. However, there are plenty of diseases visiting our state right now. After a slow start, we are seeing plenty of eye spot on susceptible corn hybrids. It's a good thing this disease usually doesn't cause enough leaf damage to hurt yield. We're seeing southern leaf blight on the coast and in the coastal plain, some northern leaf blight and gray leaf spot in the western Piedmont and mountains where these diseases like it a little cooler with heavy morning dew, and some anthracnose, which is a surprise on corn, since most corn hybrids have good resistance to anthracnose. The good news in dealing with these stock diseases is that they have come in late enough here in August that most of the corn is past dent stage, R5, and so these diseases, even when severe, will not cause economic yield loss. What really worries me now are the ear rots that we are seeing already popping up in fields across the state. We are seeing Fusarium ear rot in some fields, a little aspergillus flavus in parts of the coastal plain. And perhaps the most worrying is the widespread signs of Diplodia ear rot. While the kernel damage caused by Fusarium and Aspergillus flavus is usually not enough to hurt yield, it is a concern because it produces mycotoxins, Fumonacin and Aflatoxin, that can lead to the rejection of corn at the buying station. On the other hand, Diplodia ear rot can ca- cause severe kernel damage and destroy the entire ear, impacting both yield and quality. This makes this disease a double whammy. So why are we seeing more ear disease this year? After all we had timely rainfall in most areas of the state and the yield potential of this crop is excellent. In order to answer this question you need to know the environment that favors ear and kernel rots. It all starts near silking. It starts with stress at pollination. Stress lengthens the time that the silks remain exposed as they wait for pollen and increases their susceptibility to infection by disease spores that reside on crop residues. This summer, the timely rains we received were just that, just in time to prevent catastrophe. So in many areas, with sandy soils, the corn was already in stress at silking, and then, just in the nick of time, we received rainfall. So the silks were exposed to stress, and then rain splashes the spores from the residue up onto the unpollinated silks. Thus starts the disease infection. Now this infection on its own is not enough to set off severe ear rot. It takes a second factor, rainfall at harvest time, to turn that infection into a full-blown disease outbreak. The spores in the infected kernel will not replicate until they have the right conditions. These conditions are met when the black layer seals the kernel and then the kernel is subjected to wet conditions which allow moisture to penetrate the kernel covering or pericarp. Rainfall that enters the shucks and keeps the areas around the kernels wet for an extended period of time causes the spores to germinate and the disease to take off, resulting in kernel damage and for most ear diseases, the production of mycotoxins. With these early signs of ear rot disease we're seeing, our hope right now is that we don't get a lot of rainfall as we start into this harvest period. If we can keep drier weather around for the next four weeks, we can at least keep these ear rots at bay and prevent significant damage to the crop. This brings me to the topic of harvest. With a big corn crop in the making and the issues we have in North Carolina, one of which I just mentioned, and of course the other being the risk of tropical storms or hurricanes at this time of year, timely and efficient harvest will be especially important this fall. This also ties into one of the questions I get every fall. Do I lose corn yield due to kernel respiration after the black layer forms? This is an important question and one that has an impact on the decision of when should I start harvesting corn. Let's start by explaining what I mean by kernel respiration. A corn kernel is a living thing. The kernel is made up of an embryo, a miniature corn plant with seven embryonic leaves already formed, and starch which is easy to convert to energy through the use of enzymes. Respiration is the process in which the converted starch energy is used to keep the cells in the embryo alive. So once the black layer is formed, the corn kernel is sealed and the embryo and its starch are contained within the walls of the pericarp, a thick, almost impermeable covering. To remain alive, the embryo must use energy from the starch, which reduces the amount of starch in the kernel, which reduces the weight of the kernel, which means less yield. Respiration re- occurs in direct relationship to the temperature and moisture of the kernel. At higher temperatures and moistures, respiration rates are high. At low temperatures, and even more importantly, at moisture levels below 15%, the rate of respiration is very slow. And at moisture levels below 13%, respiration is almost, but not quite, non-existent. So to reduce respiration and keep as much weight in the kernel as possible, the trick is to get the corn dried down as quickly as possible, to 15.5% or even lower, and to keep the corn as cool as possible. So this brings us to the question, how much weight can a kernel lose to respiration that occurs before it is dried and cooled, and how should this knowledge impact my decision when to harvest my corn crop? Unfortunately, there are no clear answers to these two questions. Since the field environment, temperature, and rainfall have a large role in the respiration process, it is difficult to get clear answers as to how much field loss occurs from respiration on a case-by-case basis. In drier, cooler climates, studies have shown very little kernel weight loss due to respiration. In warmer, wetter environments, there are some indications, although no scientific studies, that growers can lose as much as 10 to 20 and maybe even more, bushels per acre from respiration losses. Keep in mind that drying and cooling corn is costly in terms of the amount of energy in the form of electricity, propane, or natural gas that is used. Without considering field losses from respiration, our recent calculations based on drying costs, shrinkage, or potential field losses coming from dropped ears, stock lodging, or kernel loss from the combine show that growers should wait until corn reaches 18-20% to 20% grain moisture before harvesting to break even with the cost of propane, natural gas, or electricity. Of course, if a hurricane is approaching and face the loss of the entire crop, then a corn grower should harvest immediately, regardless of moisture. However, if kernel respiration is a major factor in the southeastern U.S., then this break even moisture for harvest should be higher. Based on recent estimates of corn kernel respiration, harvest in North Carolina should start at 22 to 25 percent grain moisture rather than 18 to 20 percent. The reason this becomes more important in a year like this, when we have the potential for high yield, is that with more kernels in the field, there is a potential for higher yield losses due to respiration. High-yield growers like David Hula, Randy Dowdy, Kevin Matthews harvest at grain moisture is above 26%. By the way, 32% is the point at which black layer occurs. So they're harvesting very close to the time that black layer initially occurs, trying to capture all the weight that they can. This indicates that they have some idea that they don't want to sacrifice any yield to the process of respiration. This year with a big crop, a higher than average potential for tropical storms or hurricanes, the early presence of ear rot diseases, and what we know about kernel respiration, it would be a good idea to get corn harvested early at higher grain moistures and to protect the investment of money and time you have in this crop. Well, that's it for Corn Kernels Podcast. I hope that the things we talked about here will result in more kernels of corn in your corn bin and a higher return on your farming adventure. Well, till next time happy farming.